birth of a Yomtif. Early Yud Aleph Nissan celebrations. 5662, Tafresh Samach Beis, to 5731, Tafshin Lam Aleph. What is the joy of Yud Aleph Nissan, the Deba's birthday? Seemingly, the essence of a person is his Nishama, and the Deba's Nishama existed before birth. So, what is the significance of the physical birthday? In the Fabrengen of Yud Beis Tammuz 5722, Tafshin Chav Beis, the Deba explains that when the Nishama is born, it immediately starts its Aved in the world. Thus, on the Rebbe's birthday, we celebrate a world-changing event, the day the Rebbe's glow entered the world. Regarding Moshe Abenu, the Torah says, and she, Yecheved, his mother, saw that he was good. Rashi explains that the house was filled with the light when he was born. But Moshe's Neshama was in the house before he was born, albeit in his mother's womb, so why does Rashi say that his house was filled with light only after he was born? This is because before Moshe was born, the house, and in a broader sense, the world, was dark. He had yet to impact the world. Only when he was born, the house filled with light. This idea extends itself further. Before birth, while the Neshama is in the mother's womb, a Malach teaches it the entire Torah. And thus, Neshama reaches the deepest levels of Limna Torah. Yet only when the Neshama is finally born does it begin its Avedah in the world. Similarly, on Yud based Tammuz, when the Friedrich Rebbe was born, that is when he began his Avedah of giving Kayach to all Yidin, and especially to his Hasidim and Kusharim, to accomplish their Avedah of making a Dira B'Tachtoinim, to make the house filled with light. This is the reason that the Rebbe's birth was such a monumental event, the Rebbe concluded. As we read in Megillah, Hayom Ha'ilan Diskarim Venasim, these days are remembered and celebrated every year. Every year, the Deba's birthday is an occasion of immense joy and celebration, not only for those who are Zeicha to learn the Deba's Torah, but for every single Yid, because this is the day that the Deba began lighting up the world. In the following pages, we will go through the early years of Yud Aleph Nissen, the years when the Deba's light had just begun to shine and illuminate the world. The home filled with light. 11th Nissen, 5662, Tafresh Samach Beis. Jewish date of birth, 11 Nisan. Circumcised, 18. Place of birth, Nikolaev. Parents' names and rank, father, hereditary honored citizen, Levi, son of Zalman Schneerson. Mother, Chana. Name and gender of child, boy, Menachem Mendel. These are the words inscribed in the Nikolaev Jewish Community's Registration Book of Jewish Births of 1902 to 1903. Recording the Rebbe's birth on Yudalf Nisan, 5662, Surrounding the period of the Rebbe's birth, Harav Levi Yitzchak, the Rebbe's father, received six telegrams from the Rebbe Dashab with detailed instructions regarding to care for the newborn baby. From the day of his birth, described Rebbe Tanchana, the Rebbe's mother, to the Beryl eunuch, my husband instructed me that whenever my newborn son awoke, I should wash Negevatsa with him before nursing him, something he didn't instruct me to do for the other children. This was apparently an instruction of the Rebbe Dashab. It was later revealed that the Rebbe Shab's involvement began even prior to the Rebbe's birth. Reb Zalman Duchman once wrote to the Rebbe that he had heard some unknown information, from Rebbe Tzinchana. As an example, he writes that he was told that the Rebbe was born from a bracha of the Rebbe Rashab. The Rebbe's bris took place on the fourth day of Pesach, Yud Ches Nisan, in the home of Rebbe Tzinchana's father, Harav Meir Shleim Yanovsky. Incidentally, this day was also the birthday of Harav Levi Yitzchak, the Rebbe's father. The Rebbe did not have a Pidin Haben as Rebbe Tzinchana was a Bas Levi. 
A communal celebration, 5675, Tafresh Ein Hei Bar Mitzvah. If the birthday of a Rebbe is an important day every year, his Bar Mitzvah, a pivotal day in the life of every Yid, must definitely hold a tremendous significance. The Rebbe once said about the Friedrich Rebbe's Bar Mitzvah that on this day he became a fully grown Yid, and it served as a preparation for all his accomplishments later on in his life, including his leadership as Nasi. It was Shabbos to be remembered. Friday, Yud Aleph Nissen 5675 Tafresh Ein Hei was the Rebbe's Bar Mitzvah. The entire community showed up to the celebration in honor of their spiritual leader, the Rav of Yakutinislav, Harav Levi Yitzchak. A few years prior, in the early years of Harav Levi Yitzchak's tenure, there was some opposition from the Masnagdim and Zionist communities to his appointment as the city's Rav. By now, however, seven years later, Harav Levi Yitzchak was most respected and beloved by his community, and all came to participate in their esteemed Rav's celebration. A festive Suda was held on Shabbos afternoon, continuing much past Shabbos and into the following Sunday morning, 13th of Nisan, Yom Lula of the Temach Tzedek, namesake of the Rebbe. The house filled to capacity with well-wishers young and old, the guests including people from all types of backgrounds. The Rebbe Zayda, Harav Baruch Schneer Schneerson, had traveled to Yakutinislav especially for the celebration. This was a pleasant surprise, especially as he had brought with him the holy bracha of the Rebbe Rashab. Hashem should help that you should be an Erlich Yid, the Rebbe told Harav Baruch Schneer before leaving for Yakutinislav. Reb Levik, the Rebbe's father, should have nachas from him and from the other children as well. On his father's signal, the Rebbe began a lengthy discourse, wowing all the assembled. He spoke for a while, delving into the deepest parts of Chassidus as his father looked on, deriving much nachas from his eldest son. Most of the crowd was unable to follow the long and deep drasha. After concluding the lengthy address in Chassidus, with the crowd still sitting in disbelief, the Rebbe began speaking yet again, this time in Nigla. The exceptional impression made on the audience would never be forgotten. Unfortunately, not much more has been recorded about this historic event. One memorable moment, told over in later years by Rabbi Moshe Leib Shapiro, was during the address of Hadav Levi Yitzhak, the father of the Bar Mitzvah boy. It was in the middle of his address when he suddenly turned to the Rebbe and asked, Do you understand the significance this day has for you? The Rebbe's response took the form of tears, something that left an emotional impact on all those present. One more, perhaps heavenly event, is recorded in the diary of the Rebbe's mother, Rebbe Zinchana. All the bar mitzvahs of our sons were celebrated by us in a fine manner, but my older son's was something special, extraordinary, on a highly sublime level. It was our family's first personal celebration. It was held on Shabbos, and many guests attend. At the time, we had a large home, and all its rooms were packed. Because it was so crowded, there was a constant interchange of guests, with some leaving while new ones came to take their place. I had many female guests, and there were also many young people. All these groups included guests from all sorts of backgrounds. I don't remember exactly when it started, probably around 12 noon, after the conclusion of prayers at Shul. The men sat in a large hall, while we women were in the large dining room. Of course, the tables were beautifully set with abundant food for both men and women. Around 3 or 4 p.m., we saw some of the male guests, both old and young, emerging with weeping faces. I tried looking inside the main hall to discover the reason for their tears but it was so crowded that I couldn't see through all the heads. When I asked those who had been inside, they told me that the father, 
my husband, had requested our son, long may he live, to promise him something. I wasn't inside, so I don't know the actual course of events, but our son's reply apparently wasn't immediate. Everyone was amazed by the great character of such a young boy that he was so guarded and cautious about giving his reply. I don't know the details of what actually happened there, but around 6 or 7 p.m., I remember it wasn't so light anymore, the weeping faces I had previously seen became very happy. Now, from inside, we heard the sound of such joyous dancing and singing, and the joy became so intense that it affected those outside too. One sensed that the enthusiastic rejoicing held some deep significance, and that both the nature of the request and the one who gave his reply would remain memorable for a long time. Years later, in an interview with Mr. Nissen Gordon, Rebetzin Khan expressed that already when the Rebbe became Bar Mitzah, he was a Gain Elam. She relayed this in a certain tone. Mr. Gordon wrote in the article, One could see that her words were counted and exact, as if she didn't want to stray from the words she had most probably heard from her great husband. A Yom Tev is born, the early years. The entry for Yud Aleph Nissen in a Yom Yom published in 5703, Tavshin Gimel reads, By Yom Hai Lades Allah Adam Lis Baidid, on one's birthday, he should spend time in seclusion, recalling his experiences and thinking deeply into them. He should then repent and correct those of his past deeds that need correction and repentance. At the time of publication, one could have wondered why the date chosen for this entry wasn't Yud Beis Tammuz, the birthday of the Friedrich Rebbe, or even Chaf Cheshrin, the birthday of the Rebbe Rashab. Only later did Hasidim realize that the date the Rebbe had chosen to describe the appropriate behavior on a birthday was his own birthday. At the time, however, the date of the Rebbe's birthday was unknown to Hasidim. Many years later, with the publications of the writing of the Rebbe's father in Lekutei Levi Yitzchak, some more early mentions of Yud Aleph Nissen were discovered. In these volumes, some of Harab Levi Yitzchak's correspondence with the Rebbe was published, including letters written in honor of the Rebbe's birthday. In honor of Yud Aleph Nissen, 5692, Although most of his letters are hard to decipher, being that they discuss deep Kabbalistic concepts, in this specific letter, heartfelt emotions flow from Harav Levi Yitzchak's pen as he tells the Rebbe of his longing to see him once again. The Rebbe left his home four years earlier prior to his chasna in 5689, and had not returned since then. Another interesting fact found in these letters is a topic that the Rebbe would discuss during Yud Aleph Nissen Fabrengens in the years to come. In a letter written before Yud Aleph Nissen 5698, Tav Tzadik Ches, Harav explains at length the significance Yud Aleph Nissen has as the day that the Nasi of Shevet Asher brought his Karbanis during Hanukkah Hamizbeach. The Rebbe would later speak about this point many times, even mentioning it in the Pesach Mechtavim Klalim. Interestingly, the exact date of the Rebbe's birthday was revealed to a select group of Hasidim even before the start of the Rebbe's Nesias. It was 5707, Tov Zayin, when the Rebbe traveled to Paris to greet his mother, Rebbe Tzinchana, who had recently escaped the clutches of the Soviets. The Jewish community of Paris, filled with Hasidim of different backgrounds, as well as a large Chabad community, used the opportunity to fabring with the Rebbe, known then as the Ramash, and spend time in his presence. Rabbi Nachum Aaron Yakubovich relates, On Yud Aleph Nissen, several Hasidim were sitting together on the second floor of the home of Rebzalman Schneerson. 
Rebetin Khanna's host during her stay in Paris. Unexpectedly, Rebetin Khanna suddenly appeared in the doorway. Did you know that today is Yud Aleph Nisan? She asked. The Chassidim had no clue as to what she was referring to. Yud Aleph Nisan is my son's birthday, Rebetin Khanna explained. Perhaps you should ask him to febring. The Chassidim, led by Rabbi Betzin Shemtiv, approached the Rebbe and asked him to febring. The Rebbe responded, Avada, aglai chazach. Certainly, a most appropriate idea. A table was immediately brought, and the first Yud Aleph Nisan febringen took place. Rebbe Tzinchano later said about this febringen, It was then that the Russian Jews, Chassidim, first realized who he is, and from then on, they haven't left him. This is the first reference we have, making note of Yud Aleph Nisan as the Rebbe's birthday. From then on, we find several references to this special day. Slowly but surely, a Yomtiv was born. As the Rebbe stood at the helm of Kahos Publication Society, he would publish Kuntresim of the Friedrich Rebbe's Maimarim before each Yomtiv. Beginning in 5708, Tavshin Ches, the Rebbe signed the preface of the Pesach Kuntresim with the date Yud Aleph Nisan. Interestingly, in the preface to the Beis Nisan Kuntresim, the date signed was Chaf He Adar, the birthday of the Rebbetin. In the Kuntris published for Pesach 5709, Tavshin Tess, a Sicha the Friedrich Rebbe said to Reb Shlem Arin Kazarnovsky on Yud Aleph Nisan of that year was included. The Sicha discusses the chain of Hasidus Chabad throughout the generations and the transition between one Nasi to the next. After Rabbi Kazarnovsky left the Friedrich Rebbe's room, he met the Rebbe and repeated the Sicha. The Rebbe immediately instructed that the Sicha be included in the Kuntres to be published for Pesach, which was being printed that very day. On Yud Aleph Nisan, 5710, Tav Yud, mere months following the Stalkus of the Friedrich Rebbe, several Hasidim gathered the courage and wrote a letter to the Rebbe, wishing him brachas in honor of his birthday. The Rebbe answered, In response to your letter, may those who bless be blessed from Hashem, as promised in the Torah, with the overflow of Hashem's blessing, adding more than the principle. Even after Yutchfat 5711, Tav Aleph, when the Rebbe officially accepted the Nasius, few Chassidim knew the exact date of the Rebbe's birthday. This fact is expressed in the following anecdote. Around Bey's Nisan time of 5711, Tav Shinurud Aleph, Reb asked the Rebbe if he would be traveling to the oil on Bez Nissen in connection with the Rebbe Rashab's yard site. The Rebbe answered that he would not, but that he would in fact be going 10 days later. In answer to Rebbe Shmuel's question as to why the Rebbe would be going to the oil on that particular day, the Rebbe answered for a personal matter. On Yod just before the Rebbe left for the oil, Rebbe Label Groner, then still a bacher, exited the Rebbe's room with the following message. Those who wish to give themselves over and follow without asking questions should sign a note with their name and their mother's name. There is nothing to fear, as there will not be anything requested, such as ascending to heaven, etc. However, those who sign must know that they must follow. The Rebbe added, this is not a playful matter. Many Bachrim immediately signed their name and handed in their notes. When the Rebbe saw the many signatures, he said, this is a serious thing, but then added, though it will not be demanded to ascend to heaven. Shortly thereafter, the Rebbe left for the oil. Hasidim noticed that while standing at the tzim, the Rebbe said over the mimer, Basilagani, he had said on Yutchfat. Upon returning from the oil, the Rebbe instructed that the mimer be published together with footnotes and many edits made by the Rebbe himself. 
The Rebbe cautioned that it should not be printed in any official way, rather, in typewriter format on onion skin paper. Before publishing, the Rebbe was shown the Kuntris together with the Sharblat, where the title Kveit Kedushas Admur Milubavich was written. The Rebbe agreed for it to be published so and instructed that the Kuntris be printed before Yud Gimel Nisan. Indeed, already on Yud Gimel Nisan, the Kuntresim were being sold in 770. Historically, this was the first Sichor Mimer to be published with the Rebbe's Sharblat. It is also noteworthy that just like the first Mimer of the Rebbe was published on Yud Aleph Nisan, the first volume of the Kutis Sichus bears the date Yud Aleph Nisan 5722 Tavshin Chav as well as the first volume of Igris Kodesh Yud Aleph Nisan 5746 Tavshin Mem A Birthday Mimer 5712 Tavshin Yud to 5722 Tavshin Chav It was in Yud Aleph Nisan 5712 Tavshin Yud the Rebbe's 50th birthday when this Yomtif began to take its present form. On Yud Aleph Nisan in that evening, after the Rebbe returned from the oil, a small group of the Vad Chazar's Dach, a committee devoted to spreading Hasidus by speaking weekly in shuls, was invited into the Rebbe's room for a short sicha. Following the sicha, Rabbi Chadachov invited some 20 people pre-selected by the Rebbe in a written note to enter the Rebbe's room. The list included a number of elder Hasidim and some Bachrim from the Vad Chazar's Dach. It was before them that the Rebbe delivered the first Yud Aleph Nisan Mimer, Dibra Maschel Hashem Sefasai Tiftach. The Mimer was based on a Pasuk from Kapitel 51, the Kapitel of the Rebbe, Ach Sidim, began saying on that very day, the Rebbe's 50th birthday. Towards the end of the Mimer, the Rebbe wept as he spoke about the demand of a Yid, who in a state of total bittel, beseeches from the depths of his heart, as the Mizmer continues, Lev Tar Kim, after the Maimur, Reb Shmuel Avitin approached the Rebbe's desk to give the Rebbe a bracha. He concluded by saying, as the Mizbar says, Let me hear tidings of joy and gladness. The Rebbe answered him with a smile. The Mizmar also continues, Let the bones you have crushed exult. This was the first official Fabrengen held in honor of the Rebbe's birthday. The Mimer said, and the explanations on the new capital and the brachas given to the Rebbe opened the floodgates, ultimately becoming a Yud Aleph Nisan tradition for years to come. On Yud Aleph Nisan of the following year, 5713 Tavshin Yud Gimel, several Hasidim entered the Rebbe's room and asked the Rebbe to say a Mimer. The Rebbe said he was unprepared, but will segue into the Indian during the Mimer on Achrin Shal Pesach. Sure enough, during the Mimer on Achrin Shal Pesach, the Rebbe spoke on the New Capital 52. In years following, the Rebbe continued to explain Psukim from the New Capital in the Mimer on Achrin Shal Pesach. Usually, during the Mimer said on Achrin Shal Pesach, the Rebbe would expound on the New Capital. However, in the year 5717, Tovshin Yud Zayin, on Shabbos HaGadol, Hasidim were surprised to hear a Dibra Maschal to the words Padavishalom. After some time, Hasidim realized that the Rebbe was speaking on the outgoing capital, Mizmer 55. During the Fabrengen of Shabbos HaGadol 5724, Tov Shin Chav Dalid, the Rebbe said to my marim, one expounding on the outgoing capital and one on the new incoming capital. Although the Rebbe would not make any official mention of Yud Aleph Nisan after Tov Shin Yud Beis 5712, for the next 10 years, Hasidim would still do their part in doing what they felt they should be on the Rebbe's birthday. 
Almost every year, on Yud Aleph Nissen, throughout the next 10 years, a group of elder Hasidim would enter the Rebbe's room to bench him in honor of the day. The Rebbe would always acknowledge their brachas and would answer with a bracha of his own. Yoyma Tavl Rabbanan 5722, 60 years. As the years went on, the Yomtiv of Yud Aleph Nissen became more known and thus more celebrated. Every year, Hasidim would gather together, rejoicing and fabricating with each other in honor of this special day. However, the celebrations were done privately, in an almost secret manner. Hasidim felt nearly ashamed to publicly celebrate the Rebbe's personal day. Reb Gershon Mendel Gorelik related that when he and his friends were Bachrim in the early 5 7 Tavshin Yuds, they would fabricate together in the dormitory of Yeshiva on Yud Aleph Nissen and wish each other that the day will come when the entire world will join in celebration. The hope in the heart of all Chassidim was, obviously, that the Rebbe himself would celebrate with them, giving the Yomtev an unequivocal approval from on high. It was on Yud Aleph Nisan 5721 Tavshin Aleph, as a group of Chassidim bringing together in the small Zal of 770, saying L'chaim and wishing that their high hopes of the Rebbe bringing in honor of Yud Aleph Nisan would become a reality. In the midst of the Chassidim bringing. Shalom, Sidney Hecht, approached the table. I am about to enter the Rebbe's room, he said. If you wish, I can pass on a message to the Rebbe. The Chassidim sitting around gathered the courage and made the following request. Give over to the Rebbe, they said, that a group of Chassidim are for bringing in the main shul, and it is our deepest wish that the Rebbe participate in the celebration by holding a Fabringen. The Rebbe's answer was short, but to the point. I will Fabring myself here, they will Fabring there, and the Kol Yachal, Hashem, will connect us. It was only a year later, 5722, Tav Shin that the first official Yud Aleph Nisim Fabregin took place, and this time, not just for a few people gathered in the Rebbe's room, but in the main shul of 770, for all who wished to participate. As the day of Yud Aleph Nisim, the Rebbe's 60th birthday, drew closer, the energy felt by Hasidim throughout the world grew. Although ideas for new initiatives and revolutionary projects were broached, they were quickly silenced. After all, nothing was done on such a large scale back then. So who knew if the Rebbe would approve? Rabbi Label Alevsky related, In those years, the Hanhala of Tzach would hold a meeting every Motzei Shabbos, with the results of the meeting being reported to the Rebbe. As the weeks went by and Yud Aleph Nisan approached, discussions were held about the upcoming milestone and ideas were discussed as to how it should be marked. With much trepidation, they recorded their ideas and submitted them in their weekly duch to the Rebbe, hoping for an approval. The Rebbe did not give a positive or negative answer. Taking this as a green light, as the Rebbe had not rejected what they had written, preparations went into high gear. Immediately, letters were sent to Hasidim around the world, calling on them to begin preparing for the upcoming milestone. Suggestions included to add Torah, Aveda, and Gemil's Chasadim with an emphasis on the number 60, to give tzedakah in increments of 60, to learn 60 lines of Tani Baal and more. Every Chassid was requested to send back his resolutions to the Central Tzach office in New York. As the days went on, letters began pouring in from the world over to the offices of Tzach. Incidentally, some of the envelopes mistakenly found their way to the Rebbe's desk. On the first two envelopes, the Rebbe wrote, Shaykh Litzach, this should be forwarded to Tzach. On the third envelope, the Rebbe wrote, Shaykh Lekeren Hashishim, this should be forwarded to the Sixty Fund. This was definitely a most pleasant surprise. The Rebbe had now somewhat officially endorsed 
the Hanas of the Chassidim. Although nothing was confirmed, a hopeful yet tense feeling, perhaps of anticipation, filled the ear as Yud Aleph Nissen drew close. For some reason, many Chassidim felt that the Rebbe would finally hold a public fabringen marking this special day. On Yud Aleph Nissen itself, before the Rebbe left for the oil, the Chassidim presented duches containing their hachlotis in honor of Yud Aleph Nissan. They also presented to the Rebbe a large sum of tzedakah money, $22,000, to be used at the Rebbe's discretion. After returning from the oil and Davni Mincha Maidiv, Rabbi Chadakov came out of the Rebbe's room and announced that a Fabringen would take place in the main shul. Many saw the Fabringen as a direct result of the Hesodos of the Chassidim. The Rebbe entered the Fabringen with the first volume of the Kutte Sichas in hand. This volume had been published in connection with Yud Alf Nissen and began speaking about the Pasuk, expounding on the words of Chazal on this Pasuk that one must thank Hashem for every breath. In the following Sichas, the Rebbe explained at length the story told over in Gemara describing the Soda Rebbe Yaisi held on his 60th birthday. The Rebbe explained that specifically Rebbe Yaisi, whose life was clearly a spiritual one, marked his 60th birthday with a th- special celebration because he was certain that his neshama was still enlivening him, just as before. This sikha was later edited by the Rebbe and published in the Kutis Sichas, Volume 5. The Rebbe also delivered a hadron on Masachas Psachim. During the end of the sikha, the Rebbe's voice choked with tears as he spoke of the Yidin in Golos and how Hashem will redeem us speedily. This sikha was also edited by the Rebbe and published in the Kutis Sichas, Volume 11. Another novelty of this Fabringen was that the Rebbe delivered two Maimarim. The first Maimar, Achre Mois Shnei Bnei Arin, was followed by a few Sichas and Egunim. The Rebbe thanked those who sent Brachas in honor of Yud Alf Nissen and mentioned the plight of Russian Jewry stranded behind the Iron Curtain. After the next Nigin, a Chassid stood up to give the Rebbe a Bracha in the name of all those assembled. Immediately following the Bracha, the Rebbe began the second Maimar, Godal Eina Amen. Greater is the one who answers Amin than the one who says the bracha, almost as a direct response to the bracha of the Chassidim. It should be noted that some of the topics discussed in these Maimorim seem to share a theme with the Maimorim of Yud Shvat. The Rebbe discussed the enormous keiches invested in our generation as well as the general concept of his kashras being dedicated to the Mishra Benu of the generation. As the Fabringen went on, the Rebbe remarked with a smile, It's a Rachmanus Eifin Elam. Acknowledging the lengthy sikhas. This Fabringen also marked the first time a special nigin was sung with the words of the Rebbe's new capital in the Rebbe's presence. The nigin was sung by Rebbe Yitzchak Dubov with the words Yamim Ayyame Melech Tesif from Capital 61. Chassidim hoped that perhaps starting from this year, the Rebbe would hold a Fabringen on Yud Aleph Nissen annually. Sadly, this was not to be, and the next time the Rebbe would hold a Yud Aleph Nissen Fabringen would be nine years later in 5731 Tavshin Lamed Aleph. On the eve of Yud Aleph Nisan 5723 Tavshin Chav Gimel, the elder Chassidim entered the Rebbe's room to give the annual Yud Aleph Nisan bracha. The Rebbe expressed to them his disappointment in the fact that Chassidim didn't prepare for Yud Aleph Nisan as they should have. Since Yud Aleph Nisan that year occurred on Friday, Reb Shmuel Levitin asked if the Rebbe would be saying a mimer on Friday night. The Rebbe replied, As felt Kenim Nitois, no one will miss it. A Surprise Fabringen 5731 Yud Aleph Nisan 5731 Tavshin Lamed Aleph marked the start of the annual Yud Aleph Nisan Fabringens. From then on, 
The Debefab brings every year on Yud Aleph Nissen until 5745 Tavshim Mem the last year, Leis Atta, we were Zeichet to such a Fabrinkin. At the time, however, the Fabrinkin came as a complete surprise. The Debe returns from the oil, washed his hands, and told the Masker that after Mincha, a short Fabrinkin will take place. With Pesach just a few days away, 770 was completely unprepared. The shul was in the midst of being cleaned and prepared for Yantif. The Fabrinkin was announced so suddenly that there wasn't even enough time to set up the sound system before the Fabrinkin started. In the middle of the mimer, the Fabrengen began with a mimer. A technician came to set up the sound system. However, the speaker started making noise, and the Rebbe motioned for him to stop. Only towards the end of the mimer did they manage to connect the microphone. The Fabrengen started off with the famous mimer, This mimer is unique not only in its remarkable depth, but also in the special tune in which it was set. It was later edited by the Rebbe and published in Kundris Yudal of Nizin 5749 Tavshem it should be noted that this mimer and the mimer of 5732 Tavshin Lamed Beis, which carries the same Debra Maschil, are the only Yudalf Nisim Maimodim that are not connected to the topic of Pesach specifically. The Rebbe then followed with a short sicha, thanking those who sent their heartfelt wishes and brachis for Yudalf Nisim, and asking that the time still remaining until Pesach be used out to distribute matzah to them as many Jews as possible. The Rebbe then made a bracha achreina and exited the shul after starting the nigin al-achas amavakama. Although the fabrengin was a surprise, some chassidim did anticipate the Rebbe might fabreng based on a remark the Rebbe had made some time earlier. On 15th Shrat that year, the Rebbe held a surprise fabrengin upon returning from the oil. It was then that the Rebbe famously announced the time has come to conquer the world through Limna Teda. On Shabbos of that year, days before Yodalf Nissen, the Rebbe spoke about the now famous fabrengin saying, at the time I was prompted at the oil by the Friedrich Rebbe to Fabring, I did not understand for what purpose, but afterwards it was discussed in America whether or not the Yeshiva Bachrim should be drafted to the army to fight in the Vietnam War, and this Hesoyedus in Limna turned out to be the Akdama of the Rifua Lamaka. The Rebbe ended off by saying that from now on, If I will be prompted, I won't look for a way out. Hasidim understood that perhaps the Rebbe meant if he would be pushed from the oil to do something that wasn't usually done, he would accede to what was being asked from him. This expression lit a flicker of hope in the hearts of Hasidim that perhaps if they tried hard enough, they would merit a breaking of the Rebbe on Yud Aleph Nisan.